0: all the way from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, amen? Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we say thank you for this time. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your mercy, O Father. Thank you for everything that you are doing for us, for our families, for our churches, oh God, for the glory of your mighty name. There is no one like you, O Father. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we commit ourselves into your mighty hands. And we pray, O Lord, that you may speak to us one more time tonight for the glory of your mighty name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's go to the Gospel of John. And we shall read chapter 4, from verse 16 to verse 19. John chapter 4, from verse 16 to verse 19. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Amen. We all know this story. The Lord Jesus Christ meets this Samaritan lady. And while they are talking, at a certain time now, the Lord Jesus Christ asks her to go call her husband. And she says, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you are right when you say that you have no husband. Because you have lived with the five men up to now. And none of them was your husband. And right now you are living with another one. But he is not your husband. Now the lady is amazed. This is the first time that uh, she is meeting the Lord Jesus Christ. How can this man know my life? How can this man Know that uh, I've, been, uh, 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 I've lived with uh, 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 five men, but none of them was my husband. And now I'm living with, with uh, someone else, and he's not my husband. How does he know that? She's amazed. And the word of God is saying, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. She's amazed. She can't understand. How does he know everything about my life? Verse 28 to verse 30. So the woman left the left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people come see a man who told me all that I ever did can this be the Christ they went out of the town and were coming to him so she's so shocked she's so amazed that she leaves her jar and she goes back home and she calls people and she tells them come see someone who's different Come see a man who's not like the other man. He told everything. He told me everything concerning my, my, my life. Verse 39 to verse 42. Many Samaritans from that town believe in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. Amen. Amen. Tonight I would like to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and evangelism. We are a church that believes in soul winning. We are a church That believe in evangelism. And uh, here we see the Lord Jesus Christ uh, bringing someone to him. And he is able to bring this person to him. Because he has used one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the word of knowledge. This is the first time that the Lord Jesus Christ meets this wife. And human speaking, it's impossible for him to know anything about uh, the life of that wife. But through the operation of the Holy Spirit, through the gift of the word of knowledge, the Lord Jesus Christ was uh, was able to know uh, the life of this lady. And so, uh, because of that word, because of that revelation, this lady is amazed. This lady, uh, she accepted Jesus Christ. This lady says, you are a prophet. This lady says, you are the Christ. And she goes out. And she calls other people from from her city. And those people get saved. Because of the working of the gift of the word of knowledge. And in verse 41 it is said, and many more believed because of his word. So that that lady got saved. She went back to her city. She called other people. Uh, Those people got saved. And then many more got saved. Because of the operation of the gift of the word of knowledge. My brother, my sister. Sometimes we think that because we are Christians, it is over. No. No. We are Christian today because one day someone witnessed to us, someone prayed for us. Now we have the depth now to bring other people into the kingdom of God. And there is no thing that we are going to do with our own strength. If we want fruit, we need the Holy Spirit working in our lives and here we see the lord jesus christ himself using the gift of the holy spirit to bring people into the kingdom of god how why do we think that we can bring people into the kingdom of god without the operation of the gift of the holy spirit if jesus himself had to use those gifts why do we think we can be successful? Why do we think we can, bear, we can bear fruit without the operation of the gift of the Holy Spirit? Many Christians don't care about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Many Christians, once they are baptized in the Holy Spirit, they think that's the end. That's not the end, that's only the beginning. We need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our ministries. And what what is very important uh, is that uh, 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 some people in the church, they think that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are only for the preachers. No, it's a lie, it's a mistake. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in every area of our life. You are a father. You are a mother. You need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that you may raise your children. You are a businessman. You are a businesswoman. You need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. There is no thing we can do uh, with our own strength. No thing. Sometimes we are failing because we we are not uh, working with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for us. The Lord Jesus Christ is even saying, He's telling his disciples, it is better for me to go so that the Holy Spirit may come. He has done many things while he was here. He has done every kind of miracle. But he is telling them, it is better for you that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit is not going to come. But when i go the holy spirit will come and the holy spirit is going to make you able to do greater things than those i did so it's very important my brother we cannot be christians and be selfish we cannot be christians and don't care about those people who are still living in sin who are on their way to hell when we are truly christians we need to have compassion for those people and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that we may be able to bear fruit. And the gifts, they are there. But most of the time, we don't care about, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We are caring about other things. When we are praying, every day, every day, number one the request, money, money, money. It's a mistake. We need to have right priorities because now we have become the people of the kingdom of God. Our priorities must become different from the priorities of the people of this world. Jesus says look first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is going to be added up too. But when we are reversing the priorities, that's why sometimes we are going from one problem to another problem. So we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is no thing we are going to do for God. People are looking for the supernatural. People want to see God moving. People want to see God working. And God works through the Holy Spirit. And God works through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Look at the book of of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Chapter 1. And verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. For this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God Which is in you through the laying on of my hands Paul has left Timothy in charge of the church of Ephesus So Timothy is working as a pastor And the apostle Paul is telling him I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God Which is in you through the laying on of my hands. When we look at the life of the the Apostle Paul. When we look at the ministry of the Apostle Paul. We see God working mightily through him. Every kind of sign. Every kind of miracle. The Holy Spirit was working mightily through him. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. uh, They were working in his life. So he knew that uh, he was able to bear fruit. He knew that he was uh, able to be successful because of the working of the Holy Spirit. Because of the working of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in his life. And that's why he's telling uh, 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 Timothy, pay attention. The gift of the Holy Spirit that is in you is very important. If you neglect that, dif- that gift you are not go- going to be successful. You need to use that gift, fan into it, it into flame. That gift. Don't let that gift die. Let that gift remain alive. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit uh, be kept alive. Otherwise, you are not going to be successful. First Timothy chapter four, verse fourteen. Do not neglect the gift you have which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. You know, this is very amazing. These two books are among the smallest books in the New Testament. Very small. But in each one of them, the Apostle Paul is talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul knew by experience that without the Holy Spirit, without the gift of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing we can do. That's why he's telling Timothy, don't neglect the gift you have. Use it. Otherwise, you will get nothing. Otherwise, you are going to, to get frustrated. In life, in ministry, we think we can, we can do things, I don't know, uh, maybe because we are, we, are, we are clever. Maybe because we have a big diploma. It's not about having a big diploma. It's about the moving of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, without the operation of the gift of the Holy Spirit, we will bear no fruit. We are going to be frustrated. We need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God knows we need them. God knows they are important. That's why he has given them to us. But the problem is we don't care about them. We care about other things. We think we can do things by ourselves. It's a mistake. It is time, my brother, my sister, to understand that we need the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Not only in our ministry, but in every area of our life. Without the moving of the Holy Spirit, without the moving of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we will get nowhere. People need to see that, uh, that uh, it is God working in our lives, not ourselves. People need to see the supernatural. And they will see the supernatural when the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. When the gifts of the Holy Spirit are working in our lives. Amen. Romans. Book of Romans chapter 12. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. So the Apostle Paul is saying, We have gifts that are different. Amen. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. The Apostle Paul is saying, We have gifts. But the problem today, many Christians don't know that they have gifts. That's why the Apostle Paul is reminding us, we have gifts. When you become a Christian, you have at least one gift. He says, we have them. So we need to use them. But most of the time, we don't care about the gifts. And that's why we think that we don't have any gift. The word of God that is true is telling us we have gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 7. The manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Paul is saying the same thing. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit. In other words, he's saying to each is given a gift. Amen. You have a gift. At least one gift. But the problem is, most of the time, we don't care about the gifts. and That's why we don't know the gift we have. But Paul is saying, each one has been given a gift. So if you think that you don't have a gift, you are wrong. The word of God that is true is saying, to each one of us. He doesn't say, to some of us. No. But he said to each of us a gift is given. So we are suffering for no reason. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are there. We need to look for them. We need to ask them. They have been given. And when we start asking for them They will start to operate in our lives. We may not know our gift. But the other people. They know our gift. We may know our gift. But sometimes we may not know our gift. But other people in the church. Because they they know us. They see us. They know the gift we have. Do you understand? Let me give an example. Everybody here. Knows who sings very well. In the church. Do you agree with me? Many people sing in the church. But they don't sing the same way. Those who sing very well. They are known by everybody in the church. So we may not know our gift. But the people in the church. By, by the fruit in our lives. By, by what we are doing. They can know our gift. They know our gift. So what is important is, Paul is saying, every Christian has at least one gift. And that's why he's telling uh, uh, Timothy, don't neglect that gift. It's very important. If you are neglecting that gift, it is a mistake. He's telling Timothy, use the gift that you have. We can receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, By praying ourselves. We can also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by the laying of the hands. That's why tonight we are going to pray. And we are going to lay hands on you tonight. So that the gifts of the Holy Spirit may start working. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For the church. For our life. For our families. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's close our eyes.